0: Warning this episode contains adult language, mature situations, romantic interludes, stylized violent swordplay, and opium. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs>
1: 104. See? Taking a death bonga and anime into live action. It's not hard. And have
0: it not suck.
1: <laughs> Hello and welcome to a, the belated and long-awaited new episode of the Spirekin Movie Review. I know it's been a year since we've done one of these. It's been so long, right? Crazy. I'm your host Zahn saying konnichiwa, aloha, buongiorno, what's up? And we're back. We're back to doing movie reviews again. And with me today is... Jackie! yep she's back again you guys want her back and we're gonna see how she does the movie review and if she does amazing well we'll keep around for other things as well maybe when we do con events or podcasts live or even have her go on a panel if she wants
0: oh god me in front of people what a what a shocker oh don't people worry actually want to see this face
1: hey people want to listen to this guy be surprised
0: oh yeah i'm shaking
1: but either way, remember, you could check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at gmail.com or me at zan at sparkin.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, We're on Vine. I think we're on YouTube and I think that Jackie may get a email soon. I don't know. We'll see.
0: I could i I mean, I have my email that I use every day.
1: No, I know, but this is like a work email, so it kind of could work, but we'll see how that goes. Besides that, let's get into this, because this is a long-awaited series we've been waiting a long time to talk about. It. I've been really excited for because this movie is pretty badass, especially because of what's going on with the topic, right? Yes. I mean, before we even say the title or anything about it, when you heard that this was coming out or this was made, how did you feel? Did you think this would ever come out?
0: To be honest, I was... I don't know if the feeling is excited or completely ecstatic. I was nervous because, as we know, not a whole lot of live action is as good as the anime or manga. A lot of it is very cheesy. I was a little nervous because I didn't want them to ruin it. Tension being one of my favorite animes of all time, me being someone who cosplays from it, it's... It's kind of a big deal, so I was really, really happy and really, really nervous at the same time.
1: So was I. I was excited when I heard about it, and I got to see it actually at Oticon when they revealed it. They said, we're going to show this to you. No one has any cameras, any footage on them, but you have to watch it, and it'll be amazing. And it was worth it. It was a brilliant film. I think everyone knows what we're going to be giving this movie. But first, let's get into the basic nitty gritty. This movie was directed by Kesi Otomo and produced by Osamu Kabuda. It was released by Warner Brothers, surprisingly. I'm shocked. It wasn't Toei. It wasn't one of the other companies. It was Warner Brothers. When you thought of what came over here when you saw that opening, the Warner well, Brothers that's, logo? That's
0: what, that's what actually got me nervous. Because as much as I love Warner Brothers, for them to, to be working on this... I really, really was actually afraid that they were going to screw it up in some way. So, yeah, that was that was a little bit of a, a shocker for me.
1: Oh, yeah, and so was I. And I thought the best part about this was that it was released, well, it was released in the UK and in Japan back in 2012. And I was just shocked by that we didn't get a real release. We got a limited release for two days in L.A., not New York, L.A.,
0: Right, right. Of course, because L.A. is closer to Japan, so it's easier.
1: Very true. Uh, and this was originally based on a graphic novel, a manga written by Nohiro no Watsuki back in the 80s and 90s, and it's starring Keiji Kakawa. and he's a musician who played our main bad guy. And how do you think he did?
0: For a musician, he did a great job. But I think once you're in the entertainment industry you have to be adaptable to all types of entertainment so fantastic job he was great very good with the casting on his part
1: i thought that they well we'll get to his origin and the difference from the anime manga and the movie in a bit i thought that was a little different but he was good as it next you had teriyuki kagawa as our other big villain really but he was just kind of i wanted to punch him in the face half the time he was just a sniveling little bastard
0: Well, I think that was the point, but (laughs) the casting was, you felt it. You felt it. You really, like, you hated or you loved the characters.
1: So what about our next actor?
0: Oh, Monotaki Aki. Yeah. Wow, that's a mouthful. Perfect. Like, you felt it. You felt his connection. How he acted, how he talked, how he fought everything. Everything was perfect. It was almost like they just came off the pages or came out of the TV. Even the costuming, which maybe we'll get into, was top of the line, fantastic.
1: And after that, you had my second favorite character in the series. I mean, Yosuke Iguchi played this guy perfectly. I mean, I saw him, I was like, okay that's him even though his entrance at the end of the movie was just kind of like out of left field like they're fighting and all this stuff that just he just walks in like hey guys how you doing i'm here to clean up after you you're like wait
0: he's like oh here we go i'm gonna yeah that was i wanted more into that
1: but still seeing oh uh i love that watsuki's favorite thing was him in that pose for the genk when he did yeah, that post
0: yeah that yeah that was
1: that's that was just the best scene, and then what might be the scene we use for our motivational poster we put in every movie. We'll see. Our last couple, we had Emmy Takai or Takei. What do you think about her?
0: She was good. I totally didn't even realize her last name, and I just kind of want to ask if she's related to George Takei, but ha. She was good. She wasn't as lively as I thought Karu should be. But she did play the part well. I mean, I always imagine Karu with a little more bounce instead of more of the shy, innocent type. But she did great. It fit with the theme. So I'll overlook that for her awesome acting.
1: No, she did really good. And then finally, we have our main actor, the guy who this movie would have fallen if he had failed it or it would do amazing if he did it. And that is... Takeru Sato, who also is from the Bakuman live action movie, and he was common writer Deno, and he was he played this character perfectly. I don't think there could have been a better actor to play Chinta Himura. Yes. It was just like he had all the little action motivations, all the little personality changes, and also when the first time you see him, him saying Ara, I was like, what? Yes. It's like
0: yes. I know. As soon as he saw that, I was like, they put it in there. Alright. Yes. But everybody got me on it because little known fact, I actually, I don't want you, I don't want you to lose viewers. But I actually do not, ugh, I'm going to kick myself for saying that. I hate, absolutely hate Common Rider. Mostly because it's all most of my friends talk about. There's... I have tried to watch it many times and I cannot get into it. So everybody was posting that he was going to be Kenshin. And kind of throwing it in my face And I'm like well we'll just see what he does And I was like oh he actually kicks ass And he's really awesome So I can't really say that I oh my god Now I really like him So at least gotten on the Deno train I suppose just a little bit Because fantastic so. Oh yes
1: And, and since, we've, <laughs> since we've already hinted at it long enough What is the movie we're going to be talking about today
0: Kenshin yes well well that's not really well the humorous live action
1: yes roroni kenshin the live action adaptation of the roroni kenshin movie manga series anime series and this is the first of a trilogy actually i think we're going to review the other two later on but this is an adaptation of the first second and third story arc from the manga Mm -hmm. and anime And they do diverge a lot of things left and right. Like, they make the main villains from the second and third story into one character, and then they get rid of all the cool characters and leave them later.
0: Well, yes. Yes. Which I thought was really interesting, but it it works. It works. It's nothing that anyone should be worried about.
1: Oh, and I mean, they changed a little things. Like, one of the characters we didn't talk about is, well, we have Yahiko, instead of him being just a street urchin, is now actually, like, an adopted member of the Kamiya household already.
0: Yes, he's already there and basically already knows his roles.
1: Which was a nice little touch to it. Also, them getting rid of the...
0: Yeah, the, uh, the Yes, yes.
1: I know I'm not pronouncing it right. I'll remember it <laughs> I later. Know,
0: I don't know how to pronounce it, but the, yeah, the O-B, yes, I remember that.
1: Yes, they were not in the picture whatsoever. They had like a bastardized version of them, and that was one of my issues with the movie. We'll talk about that later. But besides that, it was well done. It explains a lot, and it is a creative and great interpretation.
0: Right. It goes so well. It's not cheesy. It's violent. It's to the core. It really really gets to the the core of, of this this story and and tells it in such a great way. I, I absolutely love it.
1: Well, for those of you who've never seen or heard of Kenshin, first off, shame on you. You're horrible, horrible people and you need <laughs> to watch the anime which is on netflix now or read the manga which you can get on the crunchyroll app or buy it in a store they're selling it in anthologies
0: yeah support your local comic book store and go buy it
1: or bookstore barnes and nobles okay so for those who don't know the whole premise is that during the meiji restoration beforehand that was during the major war which brought about the change in Japan back in the 1800s. There was an assassin who no one knew about, but they've heard about him. He was supposed to be the greatest killer of all time. He was known as the Hitokori Batosai, or Batosai the Manslayer. At the end of the war, he disappears.
0: Isn't he an actual person, or someone very much like an actual person?
1: Um, there's. The only character who actually existed was Saito in the Shinzungumi, but there are yes. references to someone like Kenshin who was part of the revolutionaries.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, that's what I was finding. I was gonna go into that, but we can we can get into that later. I was
1: Yes. So ten years later, someone's going around killing people saying that there is the they're the Hitokori Bato side, killing lots of people, being horrible. And then there's this little feminine looking guy who shows up walking around with a reverse blade sword. Which means that the sharp part is on the inside, so the sword really can't kill people. Unless you really try hard.
0: Yeah, it's actually, you can actually get them, they do exist. The point basically being that you really can't kill anybody with it. Fantastic work of swordsmanship, actually, for anyone who thought of that.
1: So, long story short, that person with the reverse blade sword is Kenshin, the former manslayer who's now taken a vow to not kill, and he saves the day by being a protector of the innocent in this town hooking up with with a dojo and hilarity ensues that's the anime and when we do the among review it'll be a lot more concise But we're talking about the movie so let's get into the movie so the movie takes that premise and kind of puts it on its head a little bit by making it a little different the story is the same what they change is that a villain from later on in the series is the main villain all right so the differences is that we have two main villains the first villain is this guy named Udo Jinai who was a major villain in the first real story arc, where he's a, another manslayer who wasn't as good as Batosai and he had this weird ability called the... um Shinoipo. But the technique freezes opponents in place. And they kept him pretty faithful, I think. There were some differences, but he wasn't that bad.
0: He wasn't that bad. I think the differences were so slight that it wasn't even really a big deal.
1: It's the difference is that he like got his powers now from Kenshin's old sword that he left on the battlefield.
0: That was a little weird. I didn't really want them to go into like so much magic, but whatever. I mean, if that was that, that really was the only thing with the movie that was like magical. So I don't think it was that big of a deal.
1: But it still was cool to see him in action. Him acting really well. And yes making him the guy who was pretending to be the bandslayer instead of just the random brother of the two guys trying to steal the Kamiya Dojo's plot was a little better, I think. Or the guy who wanted revenge for him being excommunicated from the Kamiya Dojo was a better choice for main villain. And the secondary villain, he was okay. He wasn't great, though. I mean, the guy, Kanryu, who was an opium dealer, who was super rich and super... What would you say about him?
0: fucking bastard i don't know the whole i'm gonna call him like an overlord but that whole persona gave me the uh, nails on chalkboard yeah kind of feeling like like really irritated me also the music that they chose for all of that like as soon as you heard the music it was like <sighs> it was like oh crap, bad guys Ugh. oh yeah his personal so,
1: theme is terrible but it fits
0: it's horrible and it fits and it's I liked it because you felt it. There's one thing watching the anime or reading the manga, but the movie, like, you just, you feel it, and it's like, oh, God, no. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> the problem was that in the original anime and in the manga, he was his underlings were the Onibanshu, Oni Banshu. Sorry, the Oni Wabashu, who was yes. Aoshi Shinomori's group, and they completely took him out to make it now it's, all jenai's underlings and you got the one guy with the mask who when he doesn't talk when he's just with the mask he's awesome then when he takes the mask off he becomes a giggling retard with guns which i was like yeah where did that come from if he just had the mask on the entire time that would have been cool but no
0: yeah the the Batosai wannabe i never made the connection now but um holy crap did they like totally rip off like gambit or something because that's the first thing that came to mind when i saw him and i don't know why but... yeah
1: i thought gambit too <laughs> i totally that. thought gambit too the trench coat like, that and the pretty boy face
0: yeah it was like what the fuck like what but any fits. it if it it's just funny it's you know so yeah that was
1: no that was interesting. crazy. And then the other guy was actually pretty cool. The monk, the guy, the the one martial artist. He was. I liked him. He was funny. And yes. He, he has probably yes. one of the best scenes in the movie. The best Sano scene, definitely.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh absolutely.
1: But besides that, the other side characters are okay. They Megumi is done well. I think that she portrays her well.
0: Yes. I keep. I mean, every time I see her, I think of her as a fox. But I, I didn't see too much of that. But yes, overall, the personality, the character design, and the costuming, perfect, spot on.
1: Oh, oh every, there was no issues with the character design, or the backgrounds, or the setting in this movie at all. It was super faithful. That's what sold this movie, is it was a period piece. They kept it as a period piece, and they didn't go too crazy out of the way. It wasn't fanciful colors, or weird stakes, or anything weird. It was, this is where it takes place, and it worked. Yes, the cinematographer, uh Takuro Ishizaki, did an amazing job with this movie, just where all the images, it's all artistic.
0: Yes. Yeah, he was he did great. I mean, for everything. I mean, this is probably if you're gonna see a live action, this is up there.
1: Oh yeah. Now we've talked about the premise and how it is, and it's all about how Magumi worked for she runs away, runs into Kenshin, Kenshin protects her, she gets kidnapped, Kenshin goes to save the day, and then Janai goes and kidnaps Kenshin's girl, and Kenshin has to fight Janai in order to save the day while saving the other girl. It's very convoluted, but it it fits. It all works in two and a half, or what is this, an hour, 40 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. For two hours and ten minutes, it fits and does well.
0: You get everything in. Works well. I can't really say anything bad.
1: No, um, well, we'll get to the, well, there are some bad things, some good things, but what are some of the things that you really like? Like, what are some of your favorite scenes from the movie? What's the ones that pop out in your head?
0: Well, the kitchen scene, actually, I as I rewatched it to um, to refresh my memory, they're fighting in a, in, in the kitchen, there's, um, Sonoski gets, like, bashed into a, a cabinet or something, and he's like, wait, hold on. I think he picks up a chicken or something. Yeah, it's a chicken. Yep. And it, like, rips off a leg or something. I don't want to give too much away, but it's really funny. But then he hands it to his enemy. And little does he know his enemy is a vegetarian who prays over it. And then he, you know, um, you know, poor creature or whatever. And he's, like, grabs a drink and, uh, you know, hands it to him. And it was one of that, it was funny. But now that I watch it completely different context, it's yeah, we're kicking our each other's asses, but we can still be civil about it and take advantage of some rich bastard's food. Um, so, you know, you can be cordial in, in war. So, I laughed at it, and it has so many meanings and so many um, references. So, that scene alone... Um, The way they shot it, the way they directed it, top-notch. I love it. Um, So that's one that, you know, you should definitely watch for.
1: I like that earlier in that scene when they're fighting in the pantry, they hear the gunshots, and both of them stop and say, hey,
0: cut that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, yo, knock it off. We're doing our thing over here.
1: Yeah. No, that scene, uh, for me, the scene that stands out the most, I think... I would say is the initial introduction of Kenshin revealing himself. It's been done three different ways and every way. It's just amazing. Just seeing him just stroll up all civilized and saying the truth of a sword, a sword is to kill people. And that's the truth of the matter. But I'd rather that, uh, Ms. way be the truth. And then him just decimating that group. I love that every single way it's done and it's just done so well. This one showcases that he is unlike his anime and manga counterpart He actually knows martial arts besides just being a swordsman.
0: Right, right. He has a much deeper meaning to everything. So, as well as being the story that it is, it has a lot of hidden meanings and kinds of...
1: Nuances, You can take
0: every... Thank you, nuances. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Yes, I loved it. Um, is awesome. I mean, the... I don't know, without going through the entire movie and explaining every single scene, I can't really... It's just... It's good. It's It's really not the cheesy live-action that we're used to. It's really not. I mean, the only other movie that I've seen... only other movie I've seen with live-action as good as this, not better, nothing's been better, is Fashion. The only other live-action that I've seen that comes close to this so if you've seen cash iron
1: well i i lo- kind of lo- lo- disagree with the cashier because the cash and live action i had issues with but i agree this is one of this is the best of the live actions i've oh, seen loyalty wise
0: yeah loyalty wise yeah. yes
1: it is one of the most faithful adaptations and they do so much attention to detail and i love the fact that certain things they say for key moments like when they reveal him in the typical Kenshin outfit. He doesn't start with that red and white. He gets that from Kauru, and then you just see that shot of him walking out into the sunlight, and it's almost like a holy moment.
0: Yes, it's like, okay, this is me.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Absolutely. I like how they did that, too. They put it in there and really added to it.
1: So, from this point on now, those are some of the great parts of it. I'm thinking... There were a bunch of other scenes. I, I We could talk for hours on them, But now, what are the bad things? What are the things that you didn't like about the film? And for me, I didn't like how they changed Jani's story. And he seemed like it was the mystical element. I also kind of felt that the pacing is great in the movie. But there's a, t- a little bit in the middle where it does drag a little bit longer. As opposed to doing the uh, drama, action, drama, action. Then drama, drama, drama. Then action at that one point. I think they could have put something extra there. That's the only little thing. Yes,
0: Yeah, the, it's, it's that small bit that did get me. I was glad there wasn't a whole lot of, like, mushy, quiet parts. The quiet parts were very, very important. So I get thrown off, and I have to remember that it's the time period because I get really thrown off. And it was in the, the anime and the manga, the, the, uh, the Gatling gun. Oh, and yeah. some of the weapons. That does throw me off. Um, I did have a problem, actually, how clean the Gatling gun was in the movie. Um, I know it's a minor thing, um, but being a history buff, it bothered me. It was like, shouldn't it be war-torn and, and everything? And then I know it's his new toy and everything like that. That threw me off just a little bit, um, the, the using weapons. But I have to remember, this is 1878. So looking at it, the Meiji era was 1868. So I'm comparing that to the Civil War, like the weapons and everything like that. So I can't get thrown off and I don't... People might wonder why they have samurais with rifles and gatling guns and um, cannons and everything. But we have to remember the, the time period. Yeah, this
1: was when the the West and the East were meeting for the first time, and you had that exchange of weapons, and it does fit, because it is that period. It it
0: fits, it does, it will throw you off. Um, It threw me off a little bit, but um, as I read about it and learned the history. So the only issue I would have would be... They did do a few things, um... A few of the fight scenes, a lot of the maneuvers, as accurate as they were, were a little too uh, Crouching Tiger style. And you can tell they were harnessed. You can tell. I'm not asking you to be perfect, but you can really tell that they were harnessed in and everything like that.
1: You're talking the Sano and, fight, right? The Sonosuke Kenshin fight? Uh,
0: yes, yes, yes. The Sano fight, yes. that was. But, again, it's it's a movie. It's They're allowed to do whatever they want. But, yeah, I was like, that. that just doesn't seem right to me so but again it's little things they're really not anything that you should be overly concerned about and if you are a kenshin fan you're really not going to care
1: yeah and so. you're really going to enjoy this film it is nice now mvp for this movie i'm gonna have to say it's gonna be uh, takaro as kenshin because he did the best job he held the movie together his body bi- yes. language
0: oh, is yes. language. the order yeah, I have to agree. I mean, this, this is...
1: And, and the rating. Well, <laughs> speaking of ratings, let's start. For those who don't know, since it's been a year, let me remind you. We have five rating systems. We don't use one to five like normal podcasts because we're weird like that. But our we our lowest rating would be protest outside your local red box so no one rents this reprehensible piece of shit. Our second lowest rating is keep it on the background while surfing the internet for porn. Then... Our middle of the ground, worth watching in theaters or on TV once. And then our, our second highest, and one which a lot of our movies get. Really, uh, Borrow from a Friend and Don't Return Unless Offered a Sacabato from Kenshin. And our highest rating of all. Really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't watch this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will swell up, and your soul will be forfeit to the ninth circle of hell, while you'll be first to watch episode one for all eternity, while Jar Jar Binks rubs your shoulders, saying,
0: Miss, I love you! Miss, I love you! So... Is there is there a six?
1: <laughs> no, I think five really... I think really, really, really fucking cool covers this movie, and that's what I'm going to give it, because this is really, really, really fucking yeah. cool. It's a great ap- adaptation, and it's a great standalone film. It goes from point A to point B, it ends in a nice spot, and it gives you a little bit of leaning for opportunity for future films, and it works.
0: Right, and you don't need to read the manga or watch the, uh, the, the anime to really get it. I mean, you should. I mean, it's recommended that you do, but yeah... Um, five, and if I could make it a six, I would totally make it a six, one hundred percent.
1: Oh yeah, no, I agree with you, and it is worth it. Now, I I don't think there's anything more because you've been essentially geeking out about this movie, and it's obvious <laughs> we're gonna be not subjective about it. So with that in mind, right. Um, uh, I think I think we can call this movie dead. I think that people are sick and tired of us talking about it for this point, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I think yeah.
1: so. <laughs> we will eventually get to the sequels and talk about how they differ and how they're more interesting than the anime. And when we get to the manga, I definitely going to have you on it because it is a fun manga to talk about.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Absolutely.
1: Oh, actually, one compl- before I forget, one complaint. I don't like that they didn't have Tamoy in this movie. They did have her husband, but they didn't have her except in the one scene. You don't see her make this, the, the cross on his cheek.
0: Yeah. They. They. Um. Yeah. I forgot to put that in because I because I cosplayed her. Um, yeah, that that too. I wish they did a little more background on that. But yes, agreed.
1: But they probably saved it for the next movie.
0: Hope next, so. Or
1: next two. Well, we'll see. I can't wait. I have the second one and I have the third one. I bought it. Up, Yay! Off. And maybe we'll do a, a watching night. I'll go over. We'll watch it and do it in person.
0: Okay. Hey, that would be awesome. I'd have to. I have to get over to your house
1: oh definitely anyway so that mind, remember you can check out my early episodes at wwwsparkincom you can email us at firekin at gmail.com i'm at zan we will get jackie an email officially for spyrekin we're on facebook Yay! twitter also remember to check out jackie's events her next one up is actually a karaoke event i believe right
0: yep karaoke in bohemia long island where i reside
1: ah in long island and what day is that going to be
0: That is Friday, March 11th at 8.30 p.m. It is the day before my birthday, so if you want to wish me a happy birthday, that would be super cool, and I'd really appreciate it.
1: Definitely, we all have to check it out. Um, Maybe else, if you're in Long Island area that week, definitely check out the Facebook page. I'll have the link in the show notes. Also, before we get into the part you've all been waiting for, question of the day for the podcast, I'm thinking is going to be, which of the three mains had the best adaptation Saito, sanosuke or kenshin i think that's a good question to ask our audience
0: yes yeah absolutely go with that sir
1: yeah and leave it on the facebook page or actually email us or leave it on a comment on the website www.sparkin.com down below
0: <laughs>
1: now for now it's that part you've all been waiting for and what am i talking about i'm talking about that one that only
0: dome decked pedram of movies. movies. <laughs> you,
1: yes, uh, and there's a reason why she's all cute sounding today. The reason why is because since it's been so long since we've done one, it's time for a theme month, and the theme month that we've decided on because it's a nice happy time, and also since it's spring, we decide to go for something. What would you say? Would you say it's family oriented?
0: Well, it's basically Disney.
1: Yes, it is. It's Disney. It's right? family oriented. Disney movies. It's fantastic, and it has fantastic pixie dust. We're doing Disney movies. Now, I know a lot of you saying, oh, well, everyone likes Disney movies. Well, there may be a Disney movie that one of us doesn't like that we talk about, you know? We'll see, because there are some really good ones and some ones which are kind of really outdated. I mean, Peter Pan, we could really talk about the messed up things in that movie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we could go hours for that one.
1: Or, or Lion King, the question of, is Lion King a ripoff of Kimba?
0: I never thought of that. Oh my God. Yes. We have to go. Yes. We should talk about that. Absolutely.
1: Or the fact of, of Aladdin, Aladdin, where how awesome Aladdin is. And the question that now you can't have any more Robin Williams stuff until after he dies. So he can't be in the video game. (laughs) Or, or, or we could talk about letting go. Let's see. We're going to,
0: that one we might have to reserve like three hours for, I might have to have my daughter on that one.
1: Ooh, that'd be interesting. But let's see now. Let's roll and see what we're gonna do. So for those who don't know, the tichon is a twelve-sided object. We're gonna use roll it, and whatever number it lands on, that's reviewing the next episode of the and we Review, episode 105. So let us roll and see what we're gonna review. Okay. Yay. And it landed on numero eight. ocho. Eight. And eight is going yes, to eight. be. Okay. Oh, that's, that's that's an interesting one. I have to get my old VHS out for that one, because that one's really old.
0: Snow White?
1: You're right, Snow White. Okay, so- it
0: was Snow White? Okay.
1: Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. The first Disney movie. Uh,
0: someone living with seven dudes. We can go into lots of theories on that one.
1: Well, actually, because it is Disney month, should we be a little more reserved instead of saying fuck shit and ass? Instead, we'll use a We'll use non-curse words for it.
0: Let's try to get through a podcast without cursing.
1: That should be. Let's very... try to
0: do this without cursing. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. No cursing.
1: No cursing, or should we use old-timey curses like "darn tootin" and and uh, rutabaga?
0: <laughs> Shut the front door.
1: <laughs> oh no, no. We could, we could. No, I think we'll. <laughs>
0: So, oh, my God. We'll
1: talk about our censoring ideas later. So, as you heard, next episode, we're going to be talking about Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, the original 1930s movie, which definitely has a lot of history behind it. And we'll go over the basics about it. And we'll talk about how good it is. So, with that in mind...
0: This is
2: Jackie! This is Jackie! This de <laughs> Gozare And this is your Hosan for the Spark and
1: movie review. My fair quote from 2012's twelve's Kenshin is going to be.
2: 何
1: Uh, so Just we're gone well. catch you guys next time
2: bye to そもせとうざい。維新が鳴っ Just いや今はやがてお前を苦しめることになるぞ。に